This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Check your show, we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Checky Show. All right, that's great, baby. Thank you very much for coming. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to welcome you guys to the uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs uh, fan club. And uh, all of you who are a part of the fan club know how much he means to us mm-hmm. and his various roles that he's done. Are you talking not, about Washington? Not the least of Boom Boom Washington. Okay. Well, excellent. And Cochise. And now, now, don't fail to mention Cochise. Okay. Cooley High. Cooley High, ladies and the star of Cooley High, ladies and gentlemen. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. He doesn't speak. What uh, what has uh, what has brought him onto your radar? Oh, he's the last of a breed, the last of the sweat hogs. Oh, uh, except for John Travolta, who jumped the shark and left the show. Nobody likes to talk about him. And that blonde guy, who no one talks about either. Uh, did Epstein die? Hey, Epstein's gone. Oh, is he? Oh, boo! Isn't Epstein gone? Am I wrong? I don't know. You seem to gone, be, baby. You seem okay. That's terrible. I'm sorry. What's his name? Robert Hedges. Hey, I would hedge my money on that bet. Okay, excellent. Uh, I loved him, I, and of course, we lost Horshack a while back. But uh, now you don't want to confuse yourself and uh, think that Lawrence Hilton Jacobs was ever in Mash because he wasn't. I never but thought he was. I see. He was in Bangers and Mash. Ah, okay. Which was uh, 1983. Why? Uh, okay. Because he is a handsome man. Now, this man is a good actor. He is handsome, charismatic. He doesn't get the attention he deserves. He, uh, he was very handsome and very charismatic. Why is there a Conan O'Brien show? There should be a Lawrence Jacobs show. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs? Yeah, would you have to have the Hilton? Maybe that's the problem. Is there another Lawrence Jacobs? There probably is. Oh, well, that man's got a lot of explaining to do. Mm. All right, I'll let you go because I got a lot of preparation to do for the after party. Oh, okay. Well, uh, excellent. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Or am I invited? Uh, both. Oh, excellent. Good. I don't know. If you're running to, if you're running to Bill Cosby, both. Uh, oh, ew. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 111 of the Middle Age Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals. Yeah, Bob and Rhonda from the uh, trailer next door. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Rhonda, apparently. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I like the name Rhonda. Help me. I li- I met. I actually met a girl named Rhonda once. I never knew a Rhonda. She was in Montana. 
Yeah, that sounds like a Midwestern name. Rhonda. Well. And Montana's not in the Midwest, is no, it? No, it is not. Thank you. For it my is. next number, I will tell you where Jamaica is. Or isn't. All right. Uh, today's episode. Bob just went in the back. He wants to borrow a can of tuna fish. Okay. I don't know that we have any tuna right now. Well, don't tell Bob. All right. Well, Bob's going to start snooping if he uh, can't find the tuna. The Tuna, 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 which is a whole other show. Um, so today we're going to talk about the concert movie Muse Simulation Theory. Across the globe, there have been reports of small tremors and power outages, all centering from a single point of origin in London. We have received hundreds of reports of flashing neon lights in the sky across the city. Let's go. It is clear that it is centered here, where the military are now focusing their efforts to set up some kind of investigation. We will continue to report any updates. We're close. Oh my god. Central, we've reached the target. We've got movement at 12 o'clock. It's an arcade console. Do not engage. Help me! Central, we have a big problem. Domo arigato, Mr. Roger Waters. Okay, can you just bring your microphone a little closer to you? Domo no, arigato. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, how you doing tonight? All right. Excellent. Huh? Just, uh, a little too much? A little too much. Just bring the, the whole thing towards you. How's that? That's better. All right. Um... So, if you have been paying attention to our YouTube channel, you know that Dave is been, has been reacting to a lot of Muse songs. I think at this point we're at over 30 Muse reactions. So, when uh, somewhat recently in the past, maybe a month or two, someone suggested a newer Muse song, and we really liked the song and the video. We, we really like all of the Muse stuff, but this video was very 80s-ish. And uh, we kind of found out it was from a, a movie. 
So we rented the movie Mew Simulation Theory last night, and it is a concert film. And personally, I thought it was amazing. Dave? Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no, it was excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Now, what I want to know is, was this conceived to be a movie? Or was it conceived to be a concert that was heavily staged? I, I think that it's a concert that was heavily staged. Uh, this but is this, not the first time they've done this. This is a um, story that they have that they wrote. Uh, let's see here. It's a concert film by British rock band Muse based on their 2018 album Simulation Theory and its supporting tour in 2019. So the whole album is like a concept piece? The whole album is the, is Story. the tour. And uh, I think there's an album and then I think there's an additional album with all this other stuff. Oh, there seems to be a whole storyline going on. Yes. There's a story... Uh, I mean, the only thing we can compare this to is really the Sticks movie. Mm, that is so... <laughs> you, not, can't, you can't really... Or what, the wall? Uh, I don't... I'm saying that they've done this before, so I'm not sure exactly, I, but I've seen that they have other movies. So... Uh, Muse does? Yes. So... I don't I can't really compare it with anything because it's just so amazingly done. It's so well put together. The the, the footage is great of the concert and then the uh, in between stuff, the film stuff or digital stuff whatever it is is great. I love the voice acting. They all sounded like people I've heard in video games. Oh my god. Central, we've located the energy source. Do you feel that? Yeah. Murphy, take the lead. We got your six. Copy. Yeah. So basically, uh, according to Wikipedia, this film primarily consists of live concert footage of Muse's shows at the London O2 Arena in September of 2019 with an overarching narrative tying the songs together. The songs featured in the film primarily focus on songs from the Simulation Theory album, but multiple other songs from previous Muse albums are also included, as well as additional film pieces composed by Matt Bellamy. Some songs were shortened and reordered from how they were played live for the film, and multiple songs performed were omitted. The omitted songs include Plug-In Baby, Hysteria, The Second Law, Unsustainable, Time Is Running Out, Reapers, and Knights of Zidonia. So there's a, a lot of... So the movie is an hour and 30 minutes, so it makes sense that they took some songs out because mm -hmm. I would imagine that the concert is probably nearly two hours, if not longer. Maybe they'll release them sometime in the future. Maybe. And so I think they were... They filmed this movie and intended it to be in an IMAX theater and be presented that way, which would have been amazing, honestly. But then... Uh, 
everyone got locked down. And so I imagine that there was plenty of money lost. I don't know if by them, by a production company, by an insurance company. I don't know. But this, this production, this the concert production is insane. Just without the movie. It just It's just insane. The show, the lights, the... The people on stage dancing, right? Yeah. How big is the O2 Arena? I will let you know. Let's see. Because that was a impressive crowd who seemed to be completely into the music. Well, they were in London, so that's their England is their home base, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably the best place for them to do it. It says the capacity is just 20,000. So maybe the size of Madison Square Garden is... What size is Madison Square Garden? Is that similar? I wouldn't say just. That's pretty big. Yeah. I know, but they've we've seen them play in places that had, you know, probably at least twice that amount of people. Was that part of a festival or that's their own show? No, this was probably their... This was their no, tour. I'm saying when they have 50,000, 100,000 oh, oh. seats. I, I I think they I think they can get that many people. Alright. I think they have no problem doing that. The O2 Arena looks kind of like a, a spaceship. I think maybe that's another reason why they used it. It's just a cool spot. You know, in the movie there's like some crazy shit emanating from this one location, and that location is uh, the empty arena. Good evening. This is Thomas Williams of V1 Studios with breaking news. Across the globe, there have been reports of small tremors and power outages, all centering from a single point of origin in London. We go now to our affiliates on the ground in London to find out more. Thanks, Thomas. We are now outside the arena where it is very quiet compared to the chaos that was reported only hours earlier. We have received hundreds of reports of flashing neon lights in the sky only moments after power outages occurred across the city. Officials have given no answers, but it is clear that it is centered here, where the military are now focusing their efforts to set up some kind of investigation. Yeah, I like that whole thing that they had there in the beginning. It's very cool. I thought it was very cool. It was very, um, I don't know, it was like uh, an homage to different science fiction type movies. Reminded me of uh, Alien. Alien, uh, Matrix. There was a whole bunch of a mixture of sci-fi classics in there, I thought. I thought. Yeah, they sound really good live. It was, you know, this is the thing. Dave has been reacting to these songs, and I've been editing the reactions, and we've grown... (coughs) We've both grown more and more fond of this band to the point where, you know, we'd love to see them live. And a lot of these songs in this concert, we didn't know. And honestly, it didn't it didn't matter that much when it came to enjoying this, right? No, so a good song's a good song. A good song's a good song. I mean, if you if you can sing along with it, I think it makes it better. You really feel like you're part of it. But I couldn't because I don't really know these songs that that well. Some of them not at all. But I was just mesmerized. Mesmerized by just the 
the the music and the performances and then the the this at the end they have this gigantic robot which looks similar to uh queen's news of the world robot just a way more modern and sick version that was insane and it, i mean and it's huge it's probably the width of the entire stage which is very large and it just comes up out of the ground and it's moving like it's like it's cr- trying to get out from the underneath the ground it's fucking amazing i was because the whole show is amazing and they really that they save that for the last 20 minutes or so of the show maybe hmm. or less and all of a sudden i look at tape i'm like what the fuck is that and it's just coming out like it's trying to climb up onto the stage it is enormous and it's so impressive i i really loved i really loved everything about this yeah, it was extremely good. I wonder uh, when they're going to play next. They ha- do they have tour lined up? I, you know, I don't know. I know that I think they're quarantined over across the pond. And maybe if we have any uh, across the pond listeners, they can let us know. But I think their quarantine is a little more strict or restrictive than ours. So I don't know if if they are touring or planning a tour or what, but with the way they, you know, their production, their tour production is so massive to pay for that. You would need to be able to sell every seat. Well, maybe they're recording an album. Oh, that could be too. I mean, it could be, I don't know how often they come out with new albums, but now would be a good time. That would be a great time. They just released a few songs yesterday, some remixes from an album that was 20 years old. Oh, really? Yes, that uh, someone suggested I have you listen to and react to. Oh, all right. Yeah, so they had a 20-year rea- uh, anniversary from one of their albums. So huh. uh, I was just... I was really impressed. And the other thing that I really loved about this, and if you're a fan of this podcast, well, God bless you, but you've heard me talk about alternate realities and how this is a simulation and perhaps we're not living, perhaps we're NPCs. Maybe we're not, This none of this is real. And so this of simulation theory is right up my alley because that is what they're saying. What are you? We are NPCs created by the mainframe. NPC? What's the mainframe? The mainframe is the server hosting all realities. There's been a terror in your simulation, creating a virus infecting your realm. And now, these errors must be corrected. What errors? You are the error. The sci-fi part of this concert video is none of this is real. You're just one of many realms uh, on dedicated servers. None of it is real. Perhaps. 
No, but, no, but that's that's what the the movie was saying. You're not saying perhaps that's what the movie was yeah, saying. Perhaps that's up for debate. It's it, it. You know what? It's not really up for debate about the movie. It's not up for debate. <laughs> I didn't get any of that. You did. All didn't? I got was it was rocking. Yes. You didn't really get any of that. No, I got some of it. Oh, okay. I like the rocking part, so I'm more into the rock. Uh, I I hear you. Um, what do you mean by that? Though? I mean, I like the parts when they start rocking out like real heavy. <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, you know they do that every now and then. They do. It gets cool. extra heavy. I see what you're saying. I I, I loved like the it all. Bluesy shuffle stuff too. I got a lot of that heavy blues shuffle hard stuff. Reminds me of some sort of like 1960s meets today type of thing. This is the kind of thing that I wanted to go out and it made me want to buy the album. Guitar playing was excellent. Everything was excellent. Everything yeah. was excellent. Drumming, bass, everything. Yep. I don't know if they're the geniuses behind all of that production or if they they are heavily uh, they heavily influenced the design, but it is it is. It was pretty insane. It was amazing. Like if you saw that live, that would probably be. A, be one of the most insane concerts you ever see. Yeah, I can't imagine you going to that show and not thinking, I've just experienced the best show ever. I mean, like I said, I think they have another one of these types. I don't know if it's similar as far as there's film pieces, but there are, they have other concert videos that uh, are probably quite exciting. They seem to be aging well, too. I was thinking that, too. The picture that I'm seeing here makes the drummer look like Timothy Leary. I don't know what's going on, but they this look good in person. This is from the poster. That's odd. Or one of the posters. He looks a little odd in that one. I, yeah. I love the poster. There's a poster that they show on uh, Wikipedia that I want, but I can't find it. I cannot find it. When you look up Muse Simulation Theory on Wikipedia, there's an official poster. And I've gone to eBay, and I've Googled, and I just can't find it. I would love to have it. What's the video game? It's the... It's him. It's this here. So it's him standing on some sort of... Stalactite? Stalagmite? One of those. And you see how he's... The big giant robot skull guys there. That's the guy that comes out of this. Oh, when he's the, shooting the fire at him. And well, I, I don't know if he's shooting it at him. I think this is just, you know, he's shooting it up into the sky. I, I love it. I love everything about this poster, and I would. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you did that in a. You, what, are you having spatial issues? No. It's just closer than the usual one. Well, okay. But uh, the poster's great. I'd love to have it framed and hung up somewhere because it's just, it's really just right up my alley, I'd say. Very impressive. And a lot of the, not, well, I don't want to say a lot of the songs, but um, there's quite a few songs in there that you've reacted to, but different versions. Yep, I recognize some of them. Did you? Okay. 
<clears throat> Did you? Yeah. But I'm glad to see that someone in the Muse camp is out there pushing or at least introducing the theory that we're all just living in someone else's computer program. The mainframe has already set in motion the creation of a malicious universal reality formatter. The Truth Slayer. A nihilistic machine designed to correct your simulation's defect. It will erase, reset, and format your world. Honestly, things are too nuts to not be something like that. Things are too nuts. These nuts. These nuts. It's possible. Who knows? How would you know? You wouldn't know. You can't know. But uh, they also seem to be having some sort of a virus theme going there in the whole thing. Here at B1, we wanted to take a moment to say we appreciate your loyalty and viewership. Your daily engagement and consumption. Your daily engagement and consumption. What? What are you doing to them? As your source for truth. As your source for truth. It is our greatest responsibility to serve quality and balanced journalism. They've taken control. False news like today's outbreak makes its way into headlines. Our commitment to factual reporting is the foundation of our credibility. Now, more than ever, we cannot stress enough how important it is for our viewers to know. There is no virus. There is, there is no, no virus. virus. No virus. And there is nothing to fear. And there is nothing to fear. And there is nothing to fear. Fake virus. Fake virus. Now, isn't that a coincidence? It is. Now, I'm not saying it's that, but I don't know what of the sign of the times. I don't know what's going on. It is the little clinkadinkle. But this was pri yeah, this was prior to that. It was? Yeah. That's nuts. This was uh, this was filmed in September of 2019, mm. and to a full house. Nobody Wasn't that was about around the same time they had that convention where they discussed all the theories? Event two oh one. Yes. Yeah, maybe they're part of it. Maybe Muse is in on the uh, consultation. Right, but world plan. No, but the, I mean this. The I would say that the preparation and the filming of the stuff that they've showed up on the screen probably was done at you know a year to six months prior crazy i mean that's a lot of work look i've been on a tour that was you know not it didn't have all the fancy shit but it had a huge screen <laughs> and i that stuff is expensive and to see what these guys come out with, I mean, are, are their ticket prices high? I don't know. Or are they just touring to support the album and they don't care if they make money on tour? I I really have no idea, but that that was a many millions of dollars is my guess. That's crazy. Many. Yeah, the whole stage show, the whole thing with all the acrobats and the... Yeah, it was kind of like Muse and, at some point, Muse and Cirque du Soleil, right? Yeah, pretty much. People hanging from shit, people dancing with things that were glowing. His, his outfit had, you know, was lit up. It was, it was amazing. But I don't think anybody was wearing the pants. I was looking for the pants. What pants? Just the colorful pants. 
It was not part of the theme. It was not part of the theme. I thought might maybe somebody would come through with pants for you. No pants. Mm-hmm. Amazing. This is honestly the first time in a long time that I've been like, oh, I got to go and buy this. This, you say, was in theaters or it was meant to be and never came out? It was meant out. to be. So what, it just came out on TV? On I video? guess it's just streaming, yeah. It You're was released. to make back some money? I don't think. There's, There's no, no money way. to read. There's no way they're going to. This was released on August 17th, 2020. There's, there's just absolutely no way. Let's see here. It says um, it was released on August 17th, 2020 in a one night only worldwide IMAX release with a download and streaming release on the 21st of August. Huh. There's just this. I don't know. I don't know. Um, both the concert footage and the additional narrative scenes were directed by Lance Drake, who had previously worked with the band, directing the music videos for all five of the singles from Simulation Theory. Bellamy described the film as Muse's version of Pink Floyd The Wall. You know, what did uh, Lance Drake do before that? Wouldn't you like to know? Is he some sort of a film mastermind? Uh, let's see. No, I, not really. He's mostly just done Muse stuff. He's had some other stuff. He's not a real person. No, he's a real person. I didn't he's say that. He's one of the band members, Alias. Oh, is that what you think? It's Matt, Bell- Matt Bellamy's alias. Let's see, he has acted in something. He was the man in the bathtub in something called Bathtub Dream. Well, that seems like he was the star. He was, uh, <laughs> well, we don't know. Uh, he was something, someone called Treg in We Are the Mods. And he was Strobe in a short film called Strobe. All right. Well, good for him. That man is talented. He's talented. I don't know who else is talented. But you know what? You might be onto something because there is no photo of him. Usually when you're IMDB, there's like a picture of you. This guy has no picture. You think Lance Drake is Matt Bellamy? Well, I mean, we could watch one of these short films and that would tell us, but I, I, I'd rather pretend that, that he's not real. It must be a mystery. I like. I it must remain a mystery. a mystery. I prefer a mystery. Dang it. Uh, really, very good sounding drums on that show. In that show there. This kit sounded really good. So take that. Did the kit or the the little mini kit that he brought? That's cool. That was all right. I like that. But his drum sounded really good. At some point during the concert, just the three of them come, and they just are in the middle of the of the room. They come down the ego ramp, and there's like a spot, and they all set up, and they just start playing there. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, and everything was perfect. That's pretty true. I couldn't find anything that wasn't perfect. 
There's only the only one thing I found was at the very end he pulls the plug out. Uh oh. And then the next shot is of the gaming console thing. Like mm -hmm. you know the video game? The video game and it's plugged in. Oh. So there's a little bit of a continuity issue there, but that didn't come until way, way at the end. Because I always watch for that stuff. I just have to. Pretty insane. Very insane. Did it make you want to buy the record? Uh, it did not. Oh, poop. It just made me want to see more Muse. I, well, okay, I hear you. They have one called Muse Drones World Tour. So the concept of buying a record these days is so far out of my even thought process that it didn't even dawn on me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we have the radio station, so I would buy it and put it on there. No, I like it a lot. I would listen to it, but that's not what I thought of. I was just blown away by the whole production. It was it was it was spectacular. It was a spectacle. It was uh I I, it, I can't even I was blown away. I was in the for the full 90 minutes. I was glued. Do you notice that some of their stuff sounds a little like you too? Some of their I thought throughout the night there was a lot of homages paid. Uh, I could hear little hints of Floyd, little hints of police. Uh, then there was the David Bowie homage with him holding the skull. So I, I was picking up on the little uh, homages throughout the night. Homage. That's oh. my band. My band's name is Homage. With a house band at Le Frolet. Lay for lay. Come on down to lay for lay and see homage. We're gonna rock the house. Okay, quietly. Would you prefer to use uh, a different word? Unplugged. I feel like you're mocking uh, homage me. Homage unplugged. Okay. All right. So uptown with homage. All right. <laughs> uptown Saturday night homage. Tell your friends. <laughs> All right. Well, what did you think they? You just think they're influenced? Like I thought it was. I don't purposeful. know what they are. I just think uh, they sound. Sometimes it sounded a lot like you too uh, on some of the stuff. Not that that's good or bad. Just that's what it reminds did you, me of. But did you also hear like Pink Floyd and uh, Queen? Definitely, definitely. And, and Queen. I hear a bunch of everything. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's all these influences coming together or if there's a little homages. Is there another word I should use? Because I sound okay. Saturday night. Homage. All right. Uh, okay. Don't forget to call a taxi. It's that kind of night. Homage. I don't know what you mean. Why would you call a taxi? Because you're really high and drunk from homage. I'm going to tell you something. Uh huh. The kids don't use taxis anymore. Hey, this is an homage to taxis. Come they, on. They call the Uber. Ew. Uber. That sounds racist. It does? It's German, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think it's racist. I don't think it's a racist thing. Everybody loves Uber. You know who loved Uber? Hitler. Thank you very much. I don't... Okay. I don't think Hitler has... Uh, no. What? No. What's wrong with you? I'm just saying, let's know our origins of words here. That's all. Dude, there are millions of German people who have lived before. I'm just saying, the taxi service that I, I call is not Uber. I call Shalom. Uh, 
Well, that's fine. But the truth of the matter is, is that Uber does not. Nobody accept. calls Uber. They don't, you know, who calls anyone? What's a call? That's true. They just kind of use an app. When we were in Portland many years ago, 10 years ago, they had their own app. It was called Avoid the Homeless People. It wasn't called that, but they had they had an app for uh, for taxis. And this was before Uber. Way before Uber. Do you remember? I kind of don't remember. We had to get a cab for uh, to take us to that Steve Winwood show. That I remember. R- remember, and we oh, had okay. to yeah, yeah, we I had remember. to use it. We we put on. It was like a Portland only specific app. That we could go and and get a taxi. That was a nice theater. That was a gorgeous theater. Uh, that was before all hell broke loose in Portland. Yeah, I, that was the, probably our last time ever in Portland. I could not go back now. And even then, it was a little. There was some real sketchy parts. Yes. We had a. We had to walk through some sketchy parts to get to some not-so-sketchy parts. Sketchy parts. That's a good name for, like, a punk drummer. We were only there for maybe six or seven days, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was long enough. A punk drummer. You were... Was there... They also playing some punk last night? Was it going to get a little punky? Punk? Uh, yeah, every now and then there was some punk sneaks in. I think they are... I, I think they are paying tribute to lots of things. I think they're very talented. Yeah, that is... It was... Honestly, it was the best concert I've ever seen on TV. Or on, on a screen. It was just... It, the sound was just... Everything was perfect. The crowd was... Some of those, they would sometimes like do a slow-mo shot over some crowds and people were making some wild faces where you just would burst out laughing. Hmm. They were forever immortalized in this movie. I, I thought it was great. And you know, they had, they had confetti, they had lasers, they had dancers, they had this huge uh, mechanical, and when I say huge, Probably 90 to 100 feet wide, maybe? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was... It was bigger than our home. <laughs> it looked like it was going to scoop them up. I mean, yeah. It's literally bigger than our our little house here. So it was it was amazing. I, I highly recommend it. You can rent it on YouTube. Uh, I don't know where else you can get it. But I, I can imagine, like, if I owned a drive-in theater, I would do a midnight show with this. Definitely. It would, this would, are you kidding me? This would be a perfect midnight show drive-in theater thing. That's for sure. Oh, my God. So much fun. So much fun. They should do that. What the hell? Get on it. Somebody should do Stop it. Stop showing Tom and Jerry and show Matt and... Well, our local drive-in uh, usually does their first movie is, you know, at 9 o'clock. And it's usually a kid-friendly movie. And then at a, the, after that one's done, they'll show maybe an R-rated movie. Uh, 
but I can never stay for both. And Dave can't stay, and we have to bring Maggie with us because Maggie is attached to us at the hip. She can, We cannot leave her alone in the house. What do you think would happen if we left her alone in the house? You she'd be very upset. Do you think she'd cry? Do you think she'd, she'd bite stuff? Do you think no, she'd no, eat no. stuff? I never know. We we just we cannot we cannot leave her. She will. She will do unspeakable things. I think mm. the cats are fine when we leave them, but you know we leave the cats, but they do give us a look when we come back. Goddamn cats! They're not thrilled with us leaving. But uh, yeah, drive-in theaters, wake up! This is a perfect midnight show. You'll make a few extra bucks because people would... I can't imagine that they wouldn't sell out everywhere. What is that? That is tea. What kind of tea? Black tea. No. Black velvet okay. in a little girl's eye. Okay. <clears throat> is this... Does Homage cover that song? Yeah, we do a reggae version. Oh! That's <laughs> excellent. Well, I look forward to that, to the homage concert film. That's going to be uh, quite amazing. Oh, yes. Don't hesitate. Download it now for free. Homage. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's a Mac podcast gear shift. In three, two, one. Uh also, I just wanted to mention that on our YouTube channel, there's like a community tab where you where I can post messages and pictures and videos. And uh, Dave got sent a picture from 1993 of him and Pete and Pavel playing on the streets of New Orleans. Was this during Mardi Gras? It was. In 1993. That's amazing. Yes, right on the uh, right down there downtown, I believe it was either that or we were playing downtown. But then the cops moved us, and we had to play on the bank, river bank of the Mississippi River, which was kind of busy as well. Oh, was it? But the downtown mm-hmm. location got squashed by the cops. How long were you able to play there? Uh, a couple hours, maybe. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like you set up, and ten minutes later the cops came. Uh, no, but <clears throat> they definitely cut us short. And then they went to the to the river. They're like, go play over by the river. No one will bother you there. So we did. All right. And what made you guys go down there? It was, oh, we had a gig. Oh, okay. Where? Do you know the name of the place? Uh, we were opening for the radiators at some sort of hall, some, some hall. I don't remember the name of it, but it was probably a couple, it was like a few hundred people. Oh, that's cool. And uh, did you make any money playing on the street? We made more money playing on the street than we did on the gig. Wow. I like them apples. I like those apples. When the cocks... <laughs> cocks. <clears throat> when the cops kicked us out, they said, you're not from around here, are you? And we said we're from New York, and they said, oh, that explains it. I don't know what they meant by that. What does that mean? I don't know. I took it as being an anti-Jewish... Why did you, would you do that? Why would you assume that was it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm You're just, out of your mind. Am I? Yeah. Okay. He didn't. 
he didn't. They were. He did. Did he just say that to you, or did he say it to the band? Well, one time I was pulled over, and they asked me my last name, and I told them, and they said, "What kind of name is that?" Well, what do you think of that? That's not the same as you guys aren't from around here. That's you can't. You cannot jump to that conclusion. I told them my name was German, and he let me go. Well, there you go. Boom. What do you think he would have told him if you told him you're Jewish? You think he would have arrested you? Yeah, he would have found a weed all up on me. Oh, I see. He would have been like, "Oh, Jewish, you smoke weed too, don't you?" Is that a thing? Did the Jews smoke weed? Well, he would have known I wasn't from around there, and he would have. This was before. I don't know. Where was, was that? Fayetteville. No, this was Pennsylvania. Oh. Fayetteville. We broke. <clears throat> we broke down in Fayetteville. And who's we? Is that the Dryer Brothers? Yeah, we wandered. We we happened upon a, a garage, and they helped us out. And we played pool, and they had bad food. Well, these stories go nowhere. Thank you very much. The, what do you mean bad food? It was bad greasy food. I remember bad greasy food while waiting for the bus to get fixed. Was it free? No. Oh. Was cheeseburgers or hamburgers? Oh, you can't go wrong with a greasy cheeseburger. Well, we went wrong. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, and then when I got to the hotel, I discovered I had a tick on me. Oh fuck! And I pulled it off. Had it been engorged? It wasn't. Oh, you got where did you get it? Walking through the grass. Oh, when the when the van broke down on the highway. I had to walk to town to get a phone or something. This was pre-cell phone. How many people were in the van? Five or six. Who walked with you? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Did anybody else get a tick? I don't think so. You didn't ask? I feel like me and one other person went, maybe. I see. Anyway. Yeah, you know. I wasn't there. Good. You didn't want to be there. Okay. No one wants to be there. I'm not a fan of tech, so. I'm a lunatic. Yes. Yes. Yes, you are. The Mac Podcast is shifting back to Muse. In three, two, one. All right. Was there anything else you wanted to say about Muse and simulation theory? Uh, very good. I had a little, uh, almost like Tron for a second there. Yes, there was like a lot of, yes, a lot of elements they brought in from other bands, from other movies. Uh, I, I, I really loved it. I, I thought it was amazing. I really did. It was very good. Very, very good. Um, again, and that's... For me to love something so much and I didn't know I I wasn't familiar with all of the songs, it didn't it didn't matter. I had so much fun watching them, watching the crowd reaction. The crowd singing along is just something that is electrifying. Crowd was into it. Big time. You know, when you just put that microphone out and the crowd just starts singing. Uh, I had a debate with someone over this uh, years ago who was like, no one cares about that. They don't, that's, fuck that. And I was just like, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. Show the crowd, show them singing along. It's just, it's a, 
it's a great moment, but uh, this person just didn't didn't grasp that. Didn't think. Who that was, was it? Come on, tell us who it was. No, <laughs> no, I will not. It is a secret. Um, anyway, I love this movie. I if you don't know Muse, or you kind of casually know Muse. You should definitely catch this. It's just so well done. If you're into production, you really will love this. It's just, it, it, I've never seen a concert. And I've, you know, back in the day, I would go and see Kiss shows and they were, you know, everybody loved a Kiss show because it was so, it was so well put together. Even if you didn't love Kiss, you know, the shows were fun. This, this blows anything I've ever seen right out of the water just am amazing so definitely uh, catch it you can rent it on youtube i forget how much it costs let me see to rent it is 4.99 and to buy it and have it forever because i think it is rewatchable i think this, it's just so well put together the sound is so good uh to buy it is 14.99 so there you go I want to buy something. I need physical. I need a physical thing, man. Well, you can buy the CD. Yeah, I mean, how do I buy it? How do I know that service is going to be there forever? What? I'm supposed to rely on your company staying in business? Forever? You know, that has happened before where we were part of a service and they closed. And what they did was they put uh, those movies that I had purchased they had made arrangements with another service so then i just joined that other service and my movies were there so they don't just you know i i think youtube is going to be around for a while i don't i don't know that they're a fly-by-night operation but still man they should use some another term than buy i bet they How about would long-term lease i bet if they were closing down they would allow you just to download it or maybe you download, can download it, it. I need a, I need the LP. I want the laser disc. I want, dude, I want this poster so bad I can taste it. It's just amazing. This official poster. Uh, if Maybe anybody it's knows, available in Japan. If anybody knows, they where usually I can, have the rarities. If anyone knows where I can get this poster, is that Japanese writing? Let me know. That looks like Japanese writing. What? Maybe Chinese? I don't know. This is all oh, very... Blade Runner-esque. That's what I'm saying. That everything about it is has, pulls from all of these different things. That's what, I'm, that's what I was trying to say throughout, but perhaps I wasn't bringing that point. I did use the word homage, and you, <sighs> seem, uh -huh, you seem to, to not care about the context of me using well, the word homage. Wednesday is ladies' night with homage. Okay, see... That's what I'm saying. I've mentioned homage several times, but you it, it triggered something in you uh, that you were quite delighted with. I just think that would be a great name for a, a really good wedding band. All right, well. Homage, homage upstate New York's top wedding band. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Come on down to homage. First shot on the house. Is it a bar and a band? Uh... Uh. 
You'll have to give that you some st- thought. You stumped me now. I broke it. I don't know. That's a good question. Is homage a band or a bar? Is it a, a band a, or a place? Or there's an old honky tonk called homage. Oh, all right. It just does not make sense. All right. Excellent. Come on down to homage. The honky tonk to serve sushi. Oh, all right. That's interesting. It's confusing here. I hope it's fresh. Yeah, very fresh. All right. Well, I don't know where they... They they import it from the sea. Then they must be doing very good business because that is not a cheap import. That is not a cheap import, ladies and gentlemen. Come on down to homage for less than cheap imports. Okay. Uh, All right. More than cheap. All right. Wait, is it more or less than cheap if it's not cheap? It's less than cheap. Less than cheap. So this is a double negative. Uh Uh-huh. Making a positive. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Uh, So if you would like to hear uh, our other 109 episodes, please head over to MacPodcast.com where you can just peruse the back catalog of podcasts. Uh, If you'd like to check out Dave's Muse Reactions, you can head over to our... Actually, there is a link on Mac Podcast for Dave's Reactions, too, so... If you don't feel like finding us on YouTube, you can definitely find us there. But uh, more, over 30 reactions and more to come because people just keep on requesting more and more Muse. And uh, I'm I'm happy they did because um, I've really become a big fan. Yeah, they grow on you. (laughs) Muse will grow on you. Excellent. Great, Dave. Also, we have a radio station, an online radio station, MacRadio.com, where uh, you can hear all kinds of music that we like and some encore episodes of our show and some really cool oldie uh, radio shows that we play in the overnight hours from like midnight to say 3 or 4 a.m. Eastern time. So head over to MacRadio.com and you can see the schedule. And uh, there's a link there to buy my book. Schedule. Schedule. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. It would, has it have to do with homage? No, I'm trying to get away from that. You I'm addicted are- to homage, ladies and gentlemen. I see. It's the bath salt called Is, oh, Okay, all right. Excellent. All right, then I think we're done here. Uh, This has been episode 111 of the Middle Age Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast. And um, we thank you for listening to our nonsense. And we hope you have an amazing stretch of time in between this podcast and our next one. If you play this uh, twice twice the speed it's very interesting that's what I think okay we should do a we should do a podcast on YouTube cancel culture oh that's uh, actually a sticky subject it's sticky but it's it's fascinating all right let's get out of here all right thank you very much goodbye America thank you This might be the beginning.
or the end of things, I'm not sure. I feel like I don't even know what the truth is anymore. More, more, more. Do you? I do know that we have been lied to and manipulated for too long. Far, far too long. I'm sick and tired of it, goddammit. We hide in our homes, scrolling through feeds of other people's fantasy, made-up lives, while the algorithms give us bite-sized information tailored to what? Corporations, lying politicians, and foreign powers want us to see and believe. We've blindly clicked accept to their terms and conditions too, too many times. And now, we are owned. And we have been reduced to nothing more than data to be bought and sold to the highest bidder. So they can sell us more crap we don't need. Make us angry at things we never cared about. We've turned into consumption machines to destroy each other. And the only planet we have, whatever happened to human dignity and privacy? We thought we had escaped into our own quiet little worlds, but no. No, they had to invade our minds. They want to control and manipulate the entire reality. But I have to wonder, who are they? Is there even a they anymore? Maybe the algorithms and AI have become the new they. And maybe they now control us and manipulate us. Well, they know us better than we know ourselves. We, 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 we have to wake up. It's time to wake up. Wake up, people. Wake up. Don't just sit there watching. Do, do, do something. This is, is our last chance to take back control before it's too late.